Uh, isn't that so true what they were saying about the children in the Dominican? Um, some of them have a mother and father. Uh, some of them don't. Uh, some of them have a mother and father in name only um, because the actual reality of their relationship with their parents is not healthy. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Uh, Mother's Day is always a privilege to be able to preach on it. Um, I love being a mother, and uh, now I'm a grandmother, for those of you who didn't know. It's hard to know me and not know that uh, I have more new pictures if you need to see them. So, uh, I'm well aware that today is not always a great day for everybody. And um, one of the things I'd like to say today is God can redeem anything. And so I want you to, if you're in a bad place today, I want you to just mull that over for the next half hour or so. There is nothing God can't redeem. I'd like to pray first before we start. Lord, I thank you for today. I thank you for the privilege of being able to share. I thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit. I thank you for the power of the Word of God. I thank you that your presence never leaves us. And I pray this morning that you would break what needs to be broken, that you would stir up what needs to be stirred up, and that you would release in the spiritual realm what you've chosen to release. I pray that today would be the beginning of something new for each and every person in this room. Pray for the power of your Holy Spirit to come now, to fill each heart wherever we are, whatever we're lacking, that you would come and fill it. Give me the ability to see what you see. In Jesus' name, amen. It's a very dangerous prayer to pray, to see what God sees. Because um, when we look at ourselves, sometimes we don't want to see what God sees. Sometimes because we don't believe what, we, what God sees is good. And sometimes because what we see is not always pleasant. But we need to see it through God's eyes, not our own. And uh, somebody here might need that because it wasn't part of my opening thing. So I'm going to believe somebody needs that, that word. So on Mother's Day, as a mother, as any adult, um, there are uh, two things that I've always, one thing that I've always said throughout life and as I go about with my kids and with myself and at work and everywhere else, um, one thing is constant. The one constant thing that there is, is that there will always be change. That's never going to change. There'll always be change. Doesn't matter where you are. And the other constant in this change is that God doesn't change. So there's always going to be change, but God doesn't change. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And today, I saw lots of hearts that have question marks over them for different reasons that I have no idea what it is. I just saw the question mark. And so what I want to say today is um, if you're questioning, maybe, where is God today when you're hurting, what I want to say is God is there. If the question mark is where was God, then God was there. If the question mark is where will God be, 
where am I going? What's going to happen to my kids, to our country, to my bank account, to my... The one constant thing is that God will be there. And so if you get nothing else out of today, I want you to realize that even although physical things, emotional things, spiritual things change, they need to change to grow. I'm going to read a psalm, Psalm 23. And uh, this psalm, you'll, you all most likely, if you've been around church at any point in your life, uh, any form of Sunday school, or you've been at the funeral, or this is often a popular psalm, brings a lot of comfort to a lot of people. But I want you to listen with maybe, try to, by the end of today, hear it with different ears. So Psalm 23 is a psalm of David, and it says, The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. So when you read this scripture, you've read it before. Um, When I read the scripture, often I read a scripture that I know really well. I kind of read it, and I kind of have this thing in my head of what it's supposed to mean, and I just let it mean that, and I just go on. You know, it's a scripture I know very well. But this one was very meaningful to me. Um, I am a woman, and I like being a woman. And one of the things that I like about being a woman is that we uh, can be creative, and we usually are. And... um, not all women are the same, of course. They, we have the mathematicians and the scientists within us. Um, but God usually speaks to me um, very differently than he speaks to Rob. And um, I've learned to embrace that as a good thing. And God speaks to me very much through pictures and emotions. But through it, he speaks truth, not just emotions. And so... Uh, the last few months, and thinking about the sermon today, I've been walking a lot lately, um, and one of the things that I came across, if we can have the first picture, the calm one, now doesn't that look nice? Isn't that pretty? Don't you, what do you feel when you see that picture? It's just, you know, amazing. So each of you are thinking right now in your head what you're thinking. And so I see this and I formulate things in my head, but if we can have the next one, Now, what about that one? Every man in the room is going, yes, it's about time we got rid of all this soppy, quiet, touchy-feely stuff. Now we've got the real rapids. If you're my husband, you're thinking, bring on the canoe. Let's go over the waterfall. And so I want to, uh, you know, we're looking at both these pictures, and I see these, but in this, I see Psalm 23, and I want to show you why. Let's go back to the first picture. I'm going to have you look at this while I read the first part of Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. Kind of conjures up this picture. Nice, peaceful, green, calm. Everything's great. 
Now, I would venture a guess to say that there's some people in the room who see this and they and they feel calm and they feel peaceful. They feel, oh, I can breathe, I can see God in that. But I know, I know that I know that I know that there are people in this room who look at that and they are disturbed. They're unsettled. They're like, oh, I'm so tired of being in this place that just feels like a flat body of water. I'm not doing anything. There's no excitement. I don't want to be still and calm and hear God's voice. I want something different. But when you read Psalm 23, he leads me beside peaceful streams. When we read the next verse, verse 3, it says here, he renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. There's a reason that God has us, talks about this place that he takes us, which is a place of rest. But it's not a stagnant cistern that he takes us to. It's a peaceful stream. It's a place of life-giving, but not for the sake of staying there. So for all of you who are nice and peaceful right now and think this is a nice place to stay, terribly sorry because the only reason that you might be there at this very moment in time or you might be here at this stage of your life or you might be here at um for various reasons an illness or whatever that's forced you to stay still um, the only reason you're still is to get whatever you need to get at this time because soon you will not be still anymore and so god it says on in verse three he renews my strength you're there for a reason. You're there to get renewed. And he guides me along right paths. He doesn't say, here you are in a nice, warm, calm, peaceful place. Put down anchor and stay. He says, stay, stay. But don't put down anchor. Stay until I tell you to not stay and then see what will come next. So the next slide is for those of us that are petrified of what might come next because if you like the calm streams where God takes you to renew your strength and to guide you you might be petrified of what will he say when you're in that place most people are afraid they're going to send God's going to send them as a missionary to the darkest parts of Africa um, being there and um, it's not so bad but God might just ask you to do a simple thing he might ask you to do something that is outside of your comfort zone that would not be outside of somebody else's comfort zone. Because there's a lot of people in this room, as I said, who look at this slide, and that brings them invigoration. That brings them excitement. That brings them adventure. That speaks of risk. That speaks of something outside of what they know how to do. But there's fun in that. There's excitement. God's already shown them, given them strength, given them a word, and now's the time to step out. Now, you might step out and head over the waterfall. While you're heading over the waterfall, it might not feel like you know where you're going. You might get to the water, bottom of the waterfall, and you might be turned upside down, inside out, can't breathe, swallow a lot of water, think you're about to go through, you know, the shadow of the valley of death. Um, and um, thankfully, we have Psalm 23 that says when you go through that, he'll be there, you know. But 
you think when you get to the bottom that you might have done something wrong. Because when you were in this nice, peaceful stream where God was uh, renewing your strength and giving you, guiding you, he didn't necessarily tell you that as you go over the waterfall, if that's where you're going, that you look, feel like you're going to die in the process. But what we want to know about today is that two of the constants I was mentioning is there will always be change. You will not stay in that calm water forever, whether you want to or you don't want to. Be encouraged if you don't want to stay there. You'll be moving on. And be encouraged if you do want to stay there, that the other constant is that God doesn't change and God will be there. So if you go over this waterfall, if you move from verse 3 in Psalm 23 to verse 4 in Psalm 23, if we can put that up, he says, even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. Next verse, you prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor, you honor me by anointing my head with oil. So I want to challenge you to not look at Psalm 23 the same again when you read it. Think about where are you in Psalm 23? Where does God have you? One of the things that Psalm 23 does is encourage us, right? It says, I will always be with you, and I will protect you, and I will guide you, and those things are all true. But do we realize what Psalm 23 is really saying as well as that is you may be stuck in nice, quiet water for a while because you need to be and you need to listen. You may be going through the darkest valley. You may be going over a waterfall, down the rapids and down the river, but he's going to be close beside you to give you, pr to protect you and to comfort you. I want to read a verse that's not on the screen, so you're going to have to hear me or you can look it up in your Bibles if you have them or your phones or whatever. <clears throat> so one time we, we don't mind if you're looking at your screen uh, when you're looking for a scripture. It's Roman 8, verse 36 through 39. It says, Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity? or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death. Oh, we just went over the waterfall. Verse 38, I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the power of hell <clears throat> can separate us from God's love. I think it's very important for us to realize that God has a bigger plan than what we think of every day when we get up and we do our job and we have our kids or we have our dogs or our cats or our pigeons or our whatever we, hummingbirds, whatever you like to feed. Um, there's more to life than what we see in the physical. There's more to life than what we experience in the pleasant and in what seems to be unpleasant that you are unique in the way God made you. You are unique in what he's calling you to do when you're in the calm waters, if you need to be there to be restored because you're tired and hurt and he's going to restore you. You're unique in the way that he's going to take you from there because he's guiding you into something. And even although it may be hard, 
even although it may be difficult, he's not going to leave you, but you are unique. And you need to do what you need to do for all of us here to be able to get what we need to get. So my prayer today, it was that God would be speaking to you while I'm talking. It's a very simple psalm, but you're not simple people. You're very complicated. We're all complicated. We all have things in our head that are fighting with us over where are we? Where should we be? Where do we want to be? What do you think is the appropriate Christian life? If we were going to show the first picture, would you look at this nice calm water and say, this is what we need to go back to the first one? This is what we need to aspire to. Once we all get here, we're all good, solid believers, and this is what the Christian life should look like. Or is it the second one where you say, this is it, We've arrived because now we are fighting, we're doing things, we're adventurous. Or are you looking at this going, oh God, take me home now? Because going over that is the scariest thing I can ever think of. The other thing, if it's going through your head, I want you to think about what tips you over the edge? What would tip you over the edge? For some people, standing up here and looking at all of you would tip them over the edge. Obviously, it doesn't tip me over the edge because I'm here and I like you all. For me, there are things that would tip me over the edge, and I'm not going to tell you what they are. (laughs) You've got to think in your head, what are those things that would, would make you feel afraid to go where God has guided you in the quiet? Because if you go too far, you're going to go down a waterfall. And is that wrong? Is this wrong? Are you out of the will of God if you feel that you have stepped over the cliff, falling free fall, cannot see what's up nor down, feel like you're drowning, can't breathe, and nothing makes sense? Are you out of the will of God at that point? I beg to say no. Sometimes we just can't see God in the midst of it. But one of the things that we know is when we're in the midst of that, God is there. When we're in a place where we're so caught by what has happened to us in the past, we don't know how to let go of it, God is there. When we've been told what we're to do and we're so afraid to take that out because we don't know what it's going to look like, God is there. The one thing we know is that God will always be directing our paths and it may not look the way everybody else thinks our path is supposed to look. But the important thing is that we can take, like this psalm says, we can take enough time in the middle of whatever situation we're in to let God renew our strength, guide us along the path that he wants us to take, to protect us and to comfort us. And at the last thing in verse 6, so that his unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. If you take the time to wait for God, you can wait for God in the quiet water. And you know what a funny thing is? You can wait for God in the middle of a turbulent time. I don't know if any of you have ever ever tried to surf. I tried once. 
my husband's a good surfer and he got me out on the beach. We just started dating and so when you just started dating, you'll do whatever you can to impress the guy you're dating. And I didn't grow up anywhere near the ocean and we went down to the waves and he said, you know, I'm like, well, of course I can surf and I, you know, I won't paint the picture. Anyway, so I get on the surfboard and he tells me what to do and he's the best instructor and, and off I go and the next minute you can picture. I am upside down, back to front. I don't even know if I still have my bathing suit intact by the time I came up. I certainly didn't have the surfboard. I had more salt and sand where I shouldn't have had it. And I got up and I was like, yeah, that's not happening again. Not going there. Ain't going to do that. But I know because my husband and my son are like super surfers. I've watched so many surfing movies. I could be an expert that when you go under, you've got to hold your breath and you've got to be calm and you've got to wait, right? because you're going to pop out at some point and you'll know where you are when you pop out. But when you're in the middle of all that, you can still be calm. You can still be thinking. And then you'll pop out of that stuff and you'll be breathing and going and whatever. So when you're, I think in pictures, as you can tell. So I'm like, when I see this waterfall and I see the calm water, I see God saying to me, Liz, you were here in this nice calm water and you thought you had it all together. I told you things. I gave you plans. I strengthened you and I encouraged you. And you went along and you were going along just fine. And then you hit the waterfall and you're safe because I'm right beside you. But you got to the bottom and you were turned upside down. Your world went in places you did not even know it could go. Your heart was so confused. Your mind was so dark. You were so afraid. You were so anxious and you were so troubled that you thought you were walking through the valley of the shadow of death. But God is there. And it says he will be close beside you in the shadow of death. But I thought this is a bad thing. And God is saying, no, this is a good thing because you can hear me in the midst of that turbulence in a way that you couldn't hear me in the quiet. You didn't need to hear me for those things in the quiet. You need to hear me for these things in the turbulence. So in the middle of something where we think God is not anywhere near us, the scripture in Psalm 23 is saying, you will go through it. You will go through times like that. And yours looks different to mine. But God is with you. He will never leave you. He has a purpose for that time. And in the midst of it, if you can hold your breath, and listen for him, and hear him, and take his protection, take his comfort, take his guidance. You're going to pop back out, be so filled with what you did, and ready to move on to the next thing. I want to um, take the opportunity to have you uh, indulge me in closing your eyes, and there is a song that uh, the worship team can come up. We're going to transition into uh, worship time. And, but I think that it's a powerful time now for what God is doing. Because I was praying for everybody who was going to be here. There's things I can't see in your head, I can't see in your heart that I know right now are going, <coughs> and this is a good thing. But the, we need to respond to God. And we're not going to have a ministry time right now for you to respond. And we don't have to have someone lay hands on you for you to respond. But this song uh, spoke very much to me, and I'm hoping it speaks very much to you. And I would like you, when we uh, go into this first song, to just think of that place where you are. Think of what is 
going through your mind when we were saying, and give that to God. Ask for what you need in that place. Ask that the Lord be your shepherd and that he gives you all that you need, that he'll renew your strength, that he'll guide you, that he's faithful to pursue you all the days of your life. The song talks about God being faithful, God being able, and God being stable. And my prayer for you now is that as we pray this, respond to God in this song, and then we're going to go into the rest of worship where you can respond throughout it. So Lord Jesus, I just pray now that as we sing this song, your Holy Spirit would come. You would break through the places where we can't see that you're faithful. You would break through the places that we don't believe you're able. And we would break through the places where we feel you're not stable, that there's too much turbulence.